Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the Talking... Okay, <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast on the New Pod World Order Network. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast... Talking cod swallow right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. Today I'm here with an with a wonderful guest who is back by popular demand. Her name is Nicola. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> We're coming from uh, Nicola's mum's house. Yes. And yes, we are in her spare room. Yes, we are. Kind of equivalent to a dining room. Very nice room. (laughs) (laughs) And currently have an ironing board, which is the prop that is being used today. So it's very handy. There's a table. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So the reason why we're getting together is to discuss Bournemouth Film and Comic Con. Which was great fun. Yeah. Yeah. God, it feels like ages ago. I know, I know. It's like, what happened there? (laughs) Where did we go? What did we do? (laughs) Was it about a month ago, I think? I don't know. But um, no, I know. It's crazy. No, it's great fun. Great day. Yeah. Because I I know that I had to do my thing with Comic-Cons is that I have to do a walk around beforehand to like you yeah. know like to get my nerves up sort of thing and i also had three yeah. drinks didn't i we did and don't forget there was also the spam shots as well yes we never... <laughs> just to start your morning <laughs> we never actually purchased those we but, didn't yeah but we were very keen on them weren't we yeah it's, it's, to describe it it's basically a container that is the shape and well shape of a spam basically yeah, with a vanilla shot in it yes <laughs> So, yes, yeah, I, your imagination can, can yeah, work. Yeah, we should just never have said. We'd never have said what it was. People can think that is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. what was your highlights of the form of comic Oh, do you know what, for me? I loved the baby triceratops. So there mm. was the uh, this guy that had made a car, um, which was the Jeep from Jurassic Park. Yeah. And he had a little baby triceratops, which was an interactive one. Yeah. So he was so cute and I wanted him and yeah. I think I must have gone back about 20 times I think in the end didn't we? <laughs> he was he was at Birmingham was Comic Con as well, yeah. Ah, cuz I'd never seen him before. No. And I I just did wonder actually cuz I thought well, he's quite established. He's you know, it's all set up why have I not seen him at another Comic Con? Yeah. So no, he was so cute. I loved him. I wanted him. Yeah. Definitely, I did too. So. Oh, he's super cute. And then um, the lovely phrase. And we're talking about the dinosaur, not the guy, but the guy yeah. was lovely too. Yay! <laughs> Make a drive the car or <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, obviously I've just had a quick chat with you just to find out that, you know, all of this wonderful stuff here is yours. So uh, can you tell me how did you... Well, how did you start to make the Jeep? It's a Jurassic Park Jeep as well, just so that listeners can actually see. We'll see here. <laughs> um, yeah, just it was something I've always wanted to do was build a film replica car. As a kid, massive Jurassic Park fan. And um, yeah, just sort of went hunting for a Jeep Wrangler. And lucky enough, I found one that was in a barn. Okay. And uh, yeah, it sort of started from that. And then I had to then hunt down the parts to match the film and... Yeah, just continue from that really, and it's still still not always ongoing project. You're always tweaking and adding and improving parts. So yeah, still yeah. going. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it definitely looks fantastic, and I really actually thought that it was from the movie. So you've done a fantastic job there. <laughs> oh, cool, thanks for that. Yeah, that's all right. Are these props here? Because we've got a wonderful little dinosaur that is uh, so cute. <laughs> I can't remember what the dinosaur uh, the the dinosaur is called, but I know that it was my favourite one. It was Stegosaurus, is it or Triceratops? Triceratops, yeah. yeah. That's the one. Sorry, I knew it was one of my favourite ones. So, uh... <laughs> but he's super cute. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's just a, it's been great to have like something like that with the Jeep. It really makes it interactive with the kids, and yeah, I yeah. use it as a teaching aid, and yeah, it's been brilliant. Yeah. So when you're not doing this kind of thing, what kind of thing are you doing? Uh, I do a lot of freelance photography. I've done uh, a lot of sort of freelance stuff on film sets as well as a floor runner. Oh, so cool. I'm quite varied. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Well, if you've got anything that you want to promote or anything, you'll feel free to. Yeah, I've got, uh, the, uh, got the Facebook page for the Jeep, which is uh, at uh, UKJP29Jeep. Um, so you can sort of follow the build process, where I've been and what I've done with the Jeep and yeah. always, always adding new bits, as I say, and uh, yeah. That's good. Okay, brilliant. Oh, thank you very much. And sorry, what was your name? Uh, Matt Darlington. Okay, thank you. I'm Gemma, by the way. Nice to meet you. And then Fraser Hines was very nice. Lovely guy, wasn't he? So wasn't expecting really to have the interview with him that I did. But no, I thought he was so nice that I I fell in love with him a little bit too. Yeah. And I was super proud of you as well. Because you actually just went up and you just got the interview from him. My first interview ever. Mm. And if Ian allows me to, I might actually put on this episode. If he's happy for it. Yeah. Or my only rookie mistake. Call him Squee. Because he's renowned or known as Dr. Squee, isn't he? So I did Rookie mistake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God forbid that you'd actually call someone by their real name. (laughs) I know. No, but I've learnt my lesson. Not that it was a lesson to be learned, but yeah, yeah. I did. So, I did the same thing when I because I recorded two episodes yeah. with him, didn't uh, I? And uh, one of them didn't get aired because it just went wrong. Yeah, and the second one, yeah, I was yeah, constantly so. going squeeze, 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 squeeze. squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so, brilliant, yeah. Brilliant. so yeah, that was a couple of episodes ago. Oh, so well, my thing that kept going through my head was um. Do you, you know the bit where I had to um, ask about a certain character? I do not know what his name, but I think it was Troughton. Yeah. Was the last name of a doctor, one of the doctors. Um, and um, was it Patrick Troughton? Oh, I'm going to no get idea. shot for this, I know. Um, not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept thinking, because of course I'd had to go to someone and say, how do you pronounce this name and show them my phone? And they went Troughton, because I kept thinking it was Troughton. Yeah. Of course, when I'd come to do it, all I kept thinking is Troughton, 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 Troughton. <laughs> If you pulls up the name of Squee, then at least you know you got that one. <laughs> but then he did really well. And the, oh, the other guy we saw actually, it was next to him that didn't do interviews. But I remember you going, "How tall are you?" Yeah. <laughs> was one of the giant. Um, oh, well, sorry, one of the very tall men from uh, Game of Thrones. I don't think it, I don't think it's PC not PC to call him a giant. Well, he was a giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that was really cool. I enjoyed that as well. It was good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm here with the lovely Fraser Hines. Thank you very, very much for talking to me today. And I'm here on behalf of Gallifrey Stands. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I've got was to ask you how it was uh, working with Patrick uh, Troughton. Oh, Patrick was wonderful to work with, really was. I'd, I'd done a show with him before uh, called The Smuggler's Bay where I was the star of the show and he was Ratsy an old smuggler so he had one episode and then about a year later or two years later he was the star and I was just coming to the Highlands and in those three years we never had a crossword you know and it can be very tense sometimes if you're doing a difficult scene and, but not once did I see him lose his rag it was a joy to go to work Wow and the other thing I was uh, asked to ask you was how you actually got the part how you started there well, I'd worked with Sean Sutton, who was the head of drama at the time. I'd worked with him in Hunting Tower, The Silver Sword, which a lot of people remember today, uh, Run to Earth, uh, Cinderella. Uh, as a little boy, I'd worked with Sean Sutton. And when the part of Jamie came up, he said to Innes Lloyd, the producer, have a look at Fraser, because he can do Scottish accent. He's done a Scottish accent for me. So I went to Innes Lloyd. My agent said, we want to see you. And Innes said, oh, hello. Uh, Sean says, you can do a Scottish accent. Uh, um, do you want to join Doctor Who for the four episodes? I went, yeah, fine. He said, okay, then I'll ring your agent on your way home. And that was it. No reading. I didn't have to audition or read or... He just said, we'll better get you fixed into wardrobe, you know. And that was it. Wow, and straight off and straight in. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I, I'm glad I said yes, because if I'd said, oh, it's only four episodes of a children's show, I don't watch Doctor Who, you know, I can't be bothered. You know, I wouldn't be here today, which is marvellous. Yeah, that's amazing. So what about going back to the audio books as well? How's that been? Oh, I, I love doing those because... I always say I get paid to do Jamie's voice and I always say to David Richardson the producer at Big Finish 
If Patrick was alive today, he'd be beside me in the next booth. He'd say, yes, Fraser, I'm not paying you to do Patrick. So I get paid to do Jamie, and I do Patrick's voice for the love of the man to keep his memory alive, and that's, that's what I say. Oh, well, that's awesome. So my last question, and my mum would never forgive me if I don't ask you this. <laughs> How were your Emmerdale days? We had it hard because we had to do those jobs. There was no back projection. There was no green screen. Pe- Freddie Pine, who played Matt, we would go up and it, would, it didn't say what job we were doing because whatever the farmer was doing that day, we had to do that job, whether it's sheep dipping, shearing, driving combines. So it was hard work and we'd call at 7 o'clock in the morning, finish at 7 o'clock at night. That, that was hard work. Well, thank you so much. That's the end of my question. So this is a very poor substitute for Ian Shaw. And it's Nicola talking to Fraser Hines. Thank you. And it's good night for me. <laughs> and good night from him. Thank you. That's brilliant. I think that's better than probably yeah, Ian could have done. You did pr- press the record button. I did press the record button, yes. I kind of look, liked walking around the stalls and seeing all the cosplayers as well. Yeah, because I got good. yeah, I got quite a few, got quite a few interviews with um, quite a few cosplayers mm. as well. So yeah. there was two guys. I think they were Warcraft, weren't they? And yes, I think so. Yeah. Oh, their outfits were amazing. Mm. Did you take photos? I did. Yes, okay. I got some of you with him as well. Okay. They yeah, they were just brilliant, weren't they? And I was quite surprised at how the outfits didn't take very long to make. Yeah. Well, some of them did. Well, some of them more did, years, but yeah. then some were like knocked up in a weekend, and I was thinking, hang on. How, yeah. <laughs> how on earth did you do that? I yeah. Know, it took I know. me longer to put this dress on. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, too long enough to pull my pants up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Keeps it real. Yeah, yeah, in perspective. There you go. But no, there was one girl that was Ariel. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was lovely. And she'd hand-stitched all of these sequins onto Mm. her dress. And it was just so pretty, her dress, Mm. you know. It looked so yeah, really she was lovely. dainty and girly. And it really helped that she was pretty as well, wasn't she? Yeah. She's a very beautiful girl and, uh, yeah. yeah, it's very suited her. I'm here with uh, your clearly professional cosplayers because look absolutely amazing. So for the listeners at home, can you tell me who you'll come as today? I am a, a corn, well not a berserker, just a, a corn warrior from uh, Warhammer. Warhammer, a tabletop game, uh, has been converted into computer games. Yeah. It's been around um, since like the 80s, 70s, really. Something, yeah. yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it back. began as fantasy, so it was all just sort of like mythical creatures. Um, but then it came out with, I think it was 30k, then mm. now 40k, which is what we're from. And it's all about sort of like, you know, new age space creatures and uh, all sorts of creepy monsters. Um, so I'm a fallen sister of battle uh, okay. from Warhammer 40k. We're both corn, so he's the evil blood god, and we uh, basically slaughter everyone and bathe in their blood. Ah, well, you're not going to slaughter me today, are you? Possibly. Maybe. Oh, okay. Well, at least I'll go out well. Back all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep an eye over your shoulder. Yeah, I will. Well, I'll be able to see you guys coming anyway because you look amazing. <laughs> and uh, this is. I'm Queen Ariel. Uh, hello. <laughs> a little bit different to the usual one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love the, the sort of the Disney princess idea, but I find them a little bit lacking sometimes. Because I'm 33, you know, I'm, I'm no longer a teenager or a child who thinks that's like a really sweet idea. I kind of thought, well, I'm, I'm divorced myself. And I was like, well, I had that whole puppy love thing that she has. And I'm like, I'm going to make my own one. I'm going to be Queen Ariel. I'm going to step up. So basically my idea is that Eric, he cheated on me with another woman again, which he's done before. And, uh, you know, now I'm queen of the sea. So I have an awesome trident and I have a crown and it's good fun. Um, Yeah. A lot of beach trips in this one, lots of shells on it. Yeah. (laughs) See, it's good because you've made up your own backstory as well with that as well, haven't you? Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, cosplay can be exactly what you want it to be. You can be as accurate to the character as you want or you can go off fan art. You can make your own. You can do anything. And that's the thing. It shouldn't be a rigid thing. It should be fun. It's for fun. This is why we do it. It's to unleash a creative hobby, to put your energy into bad stuff. You know, no, sorry, put bad energy into good things. So for me, for example, I suffer from PTSD. So I sometimes, if I'm getting you know a little bit unwell with it I get a lot of frantic energy and I need to channel it into something so rather than have you know all these anxiety attacks depression all this stuff that can happen with it like nervousness insomnia all these things that happen it's horrible 
I just yeah it's not fun is it and it's like you can just end up a shadow of yourself and it can rule your life or you can say take this energy make something beautiful make something you're proud of and it's a massive challenge trust me you can't see it but what she's wearing is beautiful thank you I'm very sparkly yes (laughs) I'm going to try and get some photos so that maybe I can put them up later this is the thing and I love to see like a sort of a success story come out of it and I love to see other people grow as well I've seen people who are terrified to do anything and they're like oh, I don't know if I want to do it and now I've seen them up on stage and to see them grow as people and become part of this community of just creators and artists and just we're all a little bit mad here in the best crazy way. people we are crazy but in the best possible way and I love that I really love that and I oh, I just I don't know what I, I found my family I'm so sorry That's I've just right, hit yeah. like got a lot of armor. I love about it yeah it's all <laughs> I, my, my favourite comic I'm not here now but as, as at London and that's what I say I would go and see all my family yeah. so I, when the yeah. first time I went I would meet these little groups of people and I'd be walking along and I'd only just met them the day before and they'd pop the head out of like I don't know 30,000 people stood in the middle of MCM yeah. and I had to pop and go Tom, Tom what, what, have you seen such and such and I'd be like there's like all these people and yet I know that one over there and then so the next time I got these little groups together on Facebook chat okay. brought them all together and said hi guys I know you're all going to get on so uh, here you all are introduce yourselves chat amongst yourselves and we're going to have a meal when we go again in a couple of weeks for, for the, this was the following one yeah. now they, they are all family there's a relationship come out of it and some have moved in together and all sorts of things and it's just like that's what I love about it it's all the people behind it yeah so it's very similar for me as well because not necessarily with cosplay but for um, there's a podcast that I listen to uh, which is called Tell Em Steve Dave and literally everybody who listens we all are very very similar so um, my friend Nicola over there we wouldn't have met if it hadn't have been for the podcast mm. so you know it's I've got a lot of family as well so I do know where you're coming from with that so the uh, community spirit you know you you know I, I would probably never have been able to bravely approach half of these people if I wasn't in my costume but let alone the fact that they're all so supportive as well. It's such a wonderful community to be within. And we yeah. wouldn't be able to make these things. Yeah, the support. With, you've got to go and oh find God. them and go, how did you do that? How did yeah. you make this? Yeah. And, yeah. and the and cosplayers time, are great because they, they will always help each other. <laughs> you know, if, oh, how did you do this? Oh, I did it this way. Or, or I'm about to do this. And they'll give you ideas and, and you know, tips and tricks and things. So, I mean, this, this, the, the chap next to me, Tom, um, his armour is phenomenal. Um, I wish one day to be able to create something that amazing. Um, and he's he's been incredibly supportive of me, giving me loads of ideas, tips, information, what kind of sandpaper even to use, you know. Um, so it's it's a great sort of community to be in, and also building on uh, what. Queen Ariel has said yeah. um, is the fact that you can have your own character you can create your own ideas I mean I'm a female I love Warhammer 40k but the idea of wearing power armor um, for the viewers that well viewers the listeners that do not know um, power armor can only be worn by men and yet I'm a female space yes. marine good for you I've got a bit of a backstory to it you know I, I fell to corn he made this armor specifically for me you know and that's you know I can go on and on and on about my character but you know, it's empowering, it's enjoyable, and e- even some of the really hardcore fans are quite happy to see. You know, you do get the odd one or two that are like, you can't wear armour, you're a girl. Yeah. But you're just like, I can, I am. And you say that to my face, I will kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's such a lovely community spirit. It's just one of those things. I say, if anybody that wants to cosplay, even if it's you go to a shop like Primark or whatever, and you just buy a couple of pieces and put it on, do cardboard it. Boxes. Cardboard yeah. boxes. Matter. I've seen yeah. so many cardboard box Iron Men, and they look amazing because it's all about having fun, getting yeah. to know yeah. people. My friend's just made one out of cardboard yeah. boxes, and you know, did a good enough paint job on it. He just got a paint, uh, a toothbrush, and splattered uh, brown all over it, so it looked all rusty, and it was awesome. It was really good. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care if it looks great or not, but it did. It looked quite cool, and it didn't matter. He just, you know, he's like, I had fun in it. That'll do. There will always be someone who you think is better than you. There will always be people that you know think, oh my god, there's no point in doing it because there's so many amazing people out there but it's not like that this community isn't about who's best it's about supporting each other Mm. making sure each other's you know enjoying what we do and you know learning new skills and improving it and also as Queen Ariel was saying earlier um, and Tom was also saying you know (laughs) that 
a lot of people in this community do suffer with mental health problems. We do have a lot of mental illness within the community. And I think it's great that we all come together, we all bond, and we all support each other no matter what. Um, so there's a lot of understanding here. And also a lot of people, as you were saying, grow from it. And it's great to see these really shy little people. Like I've had a, a, a lady who was dressed as Negan last year, absolutely petrified about going on stage. I just told her to go up there, channel her inner space marine. And um, now she keeps coming back every year and is always on stage now so yeah it's fantastic exactly oh. <laughs> yeah do you need to go or no no it's all right no we, no there's um there's prejudging, pre-judging. now because ah. the masquerade's in a minute so yes. um uh, okay no problem. yeah so I, I will fun. be dashing off soon as well because i'm pre- going to be prejudged okay. are you Ooh. yeah i'm entering <laughs> good luck <laughs> well just just quickly how long does it typically take to um put your outfits together Ooh. I've got two years in one of mine, but I've kept remaking oh, it in many ways. I've got to go and rejudge for the contest. Goodbye, everybody. Have fun. Take <laughs> yeah, care. Well, thank you for your time, Tom. <laughs> um, for me, it, it depends. Typically, the first ever costume I did was Hawk Girl, and I made that in one night. Okay. Um, started at 9 p.m., finished at 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, the armor I'm wearing today took two weekends, but it's constantly being improved, so you know you constantly add to it. I mean, there's people that can take, say, up to two years. It really varies depending on your skill level, depending on your confidence, really, to wear it out, and also depending, you know, on your ability. If I was going to sew this gorgeous dress, Mm. um, it would take me probably five years. Yeah, you know, this is it. I mean, I've I've based, I've taken like an old base dress and converted it so massively, but I love the colour, I love the sparkle on it. I went, oh, I want to make something out of that. I don't know what. It was just. Yeah, weird, extremely small, size 14, and you can't see the air quotes here. Yeah. It didn't fit me at all. It was a halter neck, so that's all been moved round. Like, the, that strap is now over my shoulder. It's all been sewn in. Um, but this is it. I mean, you can take something, you can massively alter it. You can buy a costume online. For competitions like what's running today, they usually put more weight on homemade, I made it myself, um, because that way you can, well at least for the grand prize but then there's performance aspect as well so that doesn't come into it so there's lots of different categories you're judged in if you want to do the masquerade if nothing else just turn up in the kind of costume and have fun because that's also how you find your people you'll find people like oh my goodness you're dressed as such and such and they'll come over it and they will squeal and you'll bond and you'll suddenly find friends I've had that happen even if you're the most obscure character and you think no one will recognise me there will be someone yeah. Even if it's just one person who will recognise you. Like, I, yeah. I think I wore Squirrel Girl to uh, London at uh, Comic-Con and I think only three people out of like three, you know, 30 odd thousand recognised me. But it was amazing that three people recognised me yeah. because she's such a niche character. Yeah. Thankfully, she's getting a bit bigger now. But Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of Squirrel Girls. Yeah. She's, she's <laughs> it's awesome. Good. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it isn't about the fame. It isn't about the fortune. Although, you know, that is a lovely bonus side of it if you, if you can get hold of it. Yeah. Um, Not much fortune in it unless no. you get really high up. This is true. No, yeah. the fortune is in the spending. You spend a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we like our credit cards. Yeah. Lots and lots of credit cards. Yeah. Um, but it's just a case of just, you know, having fun with your friends. Exactly. And you make, so, you, you make lifelong friends here as well. You do. And I wish I'd discovered it years ago. Same. Because I honestly... I thought I'd seen cosplay when I looked up, say, you look for a picture of your favourite character and you're trying to find something. And you go, oh my goodness, there's someone that's dressed up like that. That's amazing. And it's a really good one. And then I thought, well, that must just be in America. You think, oh, all right, so that's from like San Diego Comic Con. Oh, well, that's yeah. never going to happen here. And then we went to a local con and I went, oh, there's loads of people dressed up. Oh my goodness, I want to do this. <laughs> and it's wonderful. It's, yeah, it's that creativity. But like the mental health thing we were saying, you look at most of the artists in the world, you look at Picasso, you look at Van Gogh. You look at all of them. They were all severely suffering with something. Yeah. And they channeled it into something beautiful. And I just, yeah. I love that aspect of it. And what I love the most out of the two of you is your passion for this as well. Because I, I haven't stopped smiling since you guys have been talking. So, yeah. Well, it is. It's, it's massively uplifting. And yeah, you do. I mean, in some ways, it's a little bit lonely at times because you're there sewing at two o'clock in the morning going, oh, I need to repair a thing. But then you just, yeah, you, you just, you have When you're fun. here, when you're with your people. Oh, the way of you are you're yeah. in love oh yeah. but yeah we're, we're gonna have to wrap people. it up yeah. so yeah oh, it's lovely yeah. to talk to you too and um i'll come back and i'll try and get your Absolutely you know like nice. yeah Please. no problem thank okay you. thank you bye. bye i'm here now with a wonderful cosplayer amazing what you've dressed as so uh, tell my listeners what you've dressed as today please so i have dressed as princess celestia from my little pony oh i mean if you're going to be a pony you've got to be a princess let's yeah, just absolutely. go big or go home yeah <laughs> and you've knocked out how many people with your wings 
I don't know. I mean, I can always go for more. I've decided that when I do the cosplay masquerade, I'm just going to slap everybody else in the face as I go past, and that way I can knock out the competition. So. That sounds great. That sounds great. Then you're definitely in for a win. <laughs> um, so how long have you been doing cosplay for? Um, I started about three years ago, actually, at this event at Bournemouth Film and Comic Con. I sort of like, I literally just bought a costume and turned up, and I was lucky enough to uh, meet some other people in the community, and they sort of inspired me. <laughs> um, they inspired me to see what I could craft myself and like um, push my skills a bit further. And, and yeah, let's start yeah. from there. And how long did this outfit take you today? Um, I think it probably took it took more than a hundred hours, definitely. Wow. But I've kind of lost count from there. I mean, I have been working on it since on and off since about September. Oh, okay. So quite a long a long time. This is the first time that I've made something so like detailed. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, well done. It, it definitely pays off. Thank so, you. yeah. <laughs> uh, have you got any, like, social media or anything like that? Um, yeah, I do. I've got an Instagram and a Facebook, which are both nice and nerdy cosplay. Fantastic. So I probably use my Instagram more than my Facebook because it's just that little bit more, I don't know, it's that little bit more fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's very much a hobby, but everyone seems to have a page and it's a good place to put photos so yeah definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well thank you for finding me and uh, so that we can have this word <laughs> thank, thank you for asking me that's all right no problem and if you fancy listening to the podcast i think you've got the um card haven't you so yes i have yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay much. no problem bye, bye. Oh. I keep looking at the screen and I'm thinking that I can't look, look at you because I'm not used to <laughs> I'm not used to having someone in the same oh. room. <laughs> Do you want me to like stand behind some perspex or something? you stand in the TV? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cut a little hole out the bottom yeah. of the telly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd be like, Nikki TV. So yeah. Mike TV. That'd yeah. be so cool. Yeah, Nick TV. Yay! <laughs> I'll just stand there, put my fingers like an uh, which everybody can't see. <laughs> no, but I can. Yeah. <laughs> I can only offend you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not easily offended, so no. that's fine. I was disappointed as well because I, I really wanted to speak to the the yes. custom cupcake guy. Mm. And I I nearly spoke to him in Birmingham as well. Mm. Yeah. But he had such a busy day. Did God. you buy a cupcake? I wonder if that would have helped. Do you need a bought a cupcake? And I, yeah, I did. Um, I did actually ask him mm. if you know, like, if we could, yeah. and he said, "Yeah, that's fine. Come back at the end of the day." And I did, but then he wanted to have something to eat, which was fair enough. Ah. But at that point, I was just sort of like Tired. exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Kerry had taken me out the night before. Oh, I'm shocked you made it there. I was working on four hours sleep. I'd also done, on the way, I'd also Mm. done like a three-hour drive up to uh, Wolverhampton. Yeah, so. Did you have a great night? Yes. Ah, but it was awesome. Yeah, we went to this pop party place that was so cheesy and fun. It won Pop World or something like that, was it? Yeah, I think so. There's actually one in Bournemouth. Oh, okay. Mm. Did people dance on podiums and stuff? I didn't see that, but mm-hmm. oh, so yeah, you didn't was... do that then. <laughs> no, not personally. No. <laughs> yeah, we were just dancing. Yeah, we were stood by the speaker, and my drink fell off. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Gary was so good. She got she got the drink, and she was just like pouring it in. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> so I was oh. like, oh, thanks. Kim. That sounds really good fun, actually. Yeah, it does sound weird. Yeah, that's my first trip to Wolverhampton. So cool. Well, I was in Cardiff that weekend. Yeah, which was also super fun, and uh, yeah, did some really good stuff there, which was really good. Did the castle air raid shelters, which was really, really, really great fun. Great food, yeah, great night out. It's very lively. Have you ever been to Cardiff? No, and I really want to go. Oh, I'd see, I'd go. I've been before. I went to Swansea too, though. Ah, are you been there? No, I want to go. go. Both of them. I've never been to Swansea. I've been to Cardiff before. It's very much a party town, so. When you go for a coffee at nine o'clock in the morning, well, should you want a drink, whatever you want, um, there is actually like the stag and hen parties already going and already dressed up like they're going out at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, or so they're still out from the or night before. they might be, but yeah. they're starting, starting fresh and they're off. And it's honestly, it is just non-stop party town. It really is for yeah. long. But it's great, great fun, but for long. Is that at the weekends though? Do you think, or is that just like well, Monday? Well, I asked that, and apparently Sunday. it is. And there are a couple of quieter days through the week, but usually 
it does have that vibe I found of when you go in the evening. I feel it has that vibe of when you go abroad. You know, oh, when yeah. you go to pubs and clubs abroad. Yeah. Because there's people out stand trying to hand you flyers and yeah. it really does have that. Make a loof. I didn't see anyone doing that. <laughs> I did have to cross over because I couldn't get past the road that we were walking down. Do you know that I said Magaluf then, by the way? What? Do you know Sorry. that I said Magaluf then? Yeah. As in the place in Spain. Yeah, and that's okay. why I said they weren't doing that. Oh, it's okay. quite renowned for people having sex in the street, isn't oh, it? Oh, okay, I didn't know. Oh, did you not know that? Well, I think at one stage, yes. So at one stage, I think Magaluf was known for people having street in the, uh, street and sex, sex in the streets, yeah. all over the place. And that's why I said they weren't doing that. Oh, God, <laughs> I didn't see. But the only thing I did see, like I said, to cross the road to, because someone was just casually having a wee in the middle of the pavement. Oh, okay, as Some you do. Some guy, as you yeah. do. And I was like, oh, lovely. Oh, well, at least it wasn't, uh, well, it would be better if it was a lady, wouldn't but, it? But Cardiff, I mean, that was, you know, everywhere you go, you have some guy wee in somewhere, don't you? So, that, <laughs> you can't knock Cardiff for that. It's amazing. No. Absolutely awesome place to go. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, and, and no sex like Magaloo. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want to start a trend. <laughs> We won't mention sheep because I'm half Welsh. <laughs> I did not say there was a sheep involved. Oh. <laughs> Nor an inflatable one. <laughs> no, I just feel like, because I've just come off of work, so it's like every time I mention Wales, anyone's just like, oh, sheep shadows. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> oh, do you know what? At no point did I think that of uh, the whole weekend. No. So, now That's I good. probably... <laughs> Every time though, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm half Welsh. Can you just drop it? I didn't see a no. parrot. Did she? There was a parrot in the pub. A yeah, parrot in the pub. A parrot in the pub. He was very cute, little grey African parrot. Thing Did he talk? Um, no, but he was trying to make little. I think he was trying to make little tunes to the music. Oh, okay. So he was trying to tweet away to the. Oh, I don't think they tweet. Parrots. Yeah. They tweet. Yeah, he was sort of like trying to make noises to the to the music in the pub. Yeah, it was quite quite sweet, sweet little thing. Ah, yes, that was my weekend while you were in Birmingham. Oh, lovely. I suppose we should go back to the... Um... Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drifted off as well. I was about to go on to a moan about um, oh, Southwest on. trains. <laughs> I'll go on to oh, it. Like... No, let's moan about, about them. Well, it just made me laugh because when we went to Cardiff, got on this train, sat there. Half an hour later, we were supposed to go, but we hadn't. Mm-hmm. Guy come along and said, oh, got a problem with the train. Because you know you can drive from either end of the train. Yeah. Our train would only go in one direction. Right. And it would only go in the, it wouldn't go in the direction we wanted to go. So it wouldn't go to Cardiff. It wouldn't go in the direction we would go. So we yeah. had to do a detour. So we could, they drove the train in this opposite direction, but went on a, I don't know how it worked, but we went on a different line detour to probably turn around. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we got halfway, uh, got to Bristol where we weren't meant to change. We were meant to go straight through, I believe. And, um, we got to Bristol and they said, Oh, the train terminates here. Basically everybody get off. Yeah. Because, there was a suicidal person on the track. Okay, obviously. Was this Friday by any chance? Um, yeah, it was actually. Yeah, yeah. Long week at work by the sound. Yeah. And Mostly, also, most of them, uh, seriously though, yeah. they do happen on a Friday afternoon. And it was a lot of delays at Bristol. So mm. we were on, luckily we got straight on another train. So off we went, that was fine. Anyway, on the way back, um, as soon as we got on the train, got a little way in, and we had an announcement saying, oh, we, the train, something wrong with the train. We don't know how far you're going to get. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I know. And I was like, ah. So, but it did get us all the way back, which was great. But I thought on normal trains, I've never heard them be honest about suicidal jumpers. They normally just say there's an issue on the track. Yeah. Um, or tell you, or oh, we'll try and get you as far as we can get you. It's like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> So there's my moan. So you can cut that out. No, <laughs> because I equally have a moan about trains. Mm. Yeah, well, just the cost of them. Yeah, yeah it's oh, disgusting. Yeah. Like <sighs> the other day, I was looking because we were. Um, well, you went to Brighton, but yes. I, um, I was thinking of coming with you last yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. You were going far too early, and I didn't want to get up that early, so that's the reason why I didn't go. Yeah. It was going to cost from Weymouth. So mm-hmm. where I live, yeah. as you know, but just in case there's any new listeners. So that cost me £26, and that was a four-hour trip. Wow. On, 
Yeah, so or three hours, four hours sort of thing. Yeah, I always forget you're from Weymouth because yeah. when I look, you always go to me because I give you a price and you're like, is that from Weymouth or yeah. Paul? <laughs> and I'm what, like, what I'm going to say is £26 for a four-hour trip. Actually, is that not bad? And that's return. No. Okay, going to London now for a two-hour trip, oh. £69. Quid. £69 to go to London? Yeah. It costs me less to drive. Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so when I go up in a couple of weeks' time, I'm driving. Oh, that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so train talk. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Done. Now I'm here with, well, a fantastic creator. So tell us a little bit about what you've got here. Yeah, my name's uh, Beth and I started the Vortex Vault like last year. Basically started it because I wanted something that was kind of a bit different than you kind of see at Comic-Con all the time now. And uh, I wanted things that were kind of sly geek. So they were you would know what they were if you saw them. But uh, if someone else saw them, you wouldn't feel embarrassed that it's really geeky or something like that. So, I mean, I've always done drawing and painting and things like that anyway but uh so i thought i'd just have a have a go at it i also got a job at a, a comic book shop so they let me they let me sell it, sell it there first which went well so i went ahead and booked some of the big shows and and this is my second year now so it's going okay yeah, yeah. oh fantastic yeah how long does it take you to make pieces <laughs> it does vary uh some of the notebooks we've got like galaxy effects on they can take quite a while um I've also started doing some original art, framed art. Uh, they can take a lot longer, but uh, a lot of people are asking me to do bigger versions of my what's on the books, uh, like the galaxies and all that kind of thing. So I've tried to do some original art, and it's my first show doing them. Um, and uh, luckily sold one within the first hour yesterday, so I was pretty oh, pleased, yeah. actually. I wasn't sure how they were going to go, but uh, they seem like they're, they're a bit of a hit at the moment, so uh, oh, I'm brilliant. pleased, yeah. Brilliant. And um, also, I won't keep you too much longer, because obviously I know you're busy, so... Where can people find you? Are you online and places? Yeah, so we're called the Vortex Vault. You'll find us on all the normal social media, Facebook, Instagram. But we sell on Etsy, so www.thevortexvault.etsy, the kind of thing. So you'll easily find us. um. Fantastic. Thank you very much. I just wondered if you'd like to tell me a little bit about the book, please. Yeah, sure. So it's my debut novel. It's epic fantasy. It's the first book in a series of six, and it's called Maroda. It loosely follows a group of eight characters, Maroda being the main character. It kicks off when her city is burnt to the ground by a dragon. She escapes with her sister on a Sky Pirates airship, is thrown in with people from all around the world and has to try and find out why the dragons are attacking. Normally they're pretty peaceful. So it's a, it's a proper epic quest, lots of twists, lots of morally grey characters, lots of fun fast-paced battles and it really kind of focuses on uh, the relationship between Maroda and her sister and the friendship that she forges with these people oh wow it sounds amazing (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) and when was it you first decided that you wanted to do be an author well I've always loved writing the dream is to make a living from writing which I kind of do because I'm a copywriter in my day job but I've always wanted to write my own stuff so I kind of write all day for other people and then write at night for myself so I published this I self-published this to, to, to kind of do it my way and that was released in March last year so March 2017 and it's going really really well so I'd like to try and get the whole series done with book two due out in summer this year oh okay brilliant and just quickly where can people buy your book as well well, the paperbacks are always through me. Meet me at any conventions. I've got a list of the ones I'm attending on my website, which is just llmcneil.com. The ebook and the audiobook are available on Amazon and Audible, and uh, the audiobook is on iTunes as well. But you can also buy the paperback through my website, and I'll ship it out to you. Well, thank you very much for your time. And uh, seriously, it looks brilliant. And I love all the little dragons that you've got on the table as well. <laughs> well I think if you write about dragons, you have to have dragon mascots. Yes. So thank you yeah. so much. That's all right. No problem at all. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. But- Back to Comic-Con though yes some exciting times coming up london isle of white yeah super cool yeah yeah and i think we've got more that we can say about bournemouth as we well we can yeah yeah absolutely. i mean it was a quiet it was a much quieter festival um yeah. comic-con yeah definitely. or we should say film 
and Comic uh, Film and Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lineup. Personally, I wasn't really that interested in because, like, the guest lineup because there's a lot of like Doctor Who type people. Yeah. yeah. And fantastic if you're a Doctor Whoian or what are they called? <laughs> a, a Whoian. I thought you said Whovian. Whovian. Whoian. Which would be okay. Yeah. But who is Ian? <laughs> it's me. Oh, but a Whovian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really. So I'm not really that bothered. No, no. Um, we did get to first interview after me and you were just larking around outside. Oh, hello, Nicola. <laughs> oh my God, hello, Nicola. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be here today. I know. Now, small world. <laughs> Welcome to the Talking Codswallop podcast. How are you? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm fabulous. Great sunny day. Thank you. <laughs> and um, what are you most looking forward to seeing here today? Oh, it's just so awesome. Well, we've had a brief look in and I was so excited by the Jurassic Park car and the little animated dinosaur. <laughs> Got some super cute photos with him. I was hoping to see Batman, but he's not here. Not here at all. Um, and it's just been awesome. Yeah, we've had a bit of a chat with Fraser Hines from Doctor Who and he was absolutely awesome as well. And it's just a great atmosphere. Yeah, it is. It's super fun. Super, super fun. <laughs> okay, well, I'll check back with you in a bit. <laughs> well, I might see you around. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> By the way, everyone, we turned up together. <laughs> yeah, we got to speak to a young man who owned his own shop. Yes, he was a nice guy, yes. very lovely guy. I think his name was Aaron or Adam or... I can't help you there, I can't remember. Yeah, well you told me he had a wedding ring on anyway, so then I like, <laughs> forgot his name. <laughs> but uh, he was a, a very tasty young man. Because I have to check these things out for you. <laughs> yeah. I have to check... <laughs> like, <laughs> but actually, I wish that we'd been recording when he was telling the stories of oh, yes, his stories of once, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. But he didn't want that to happen. So oh, did like, he not? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that's a shame. No, because I said, oh, can I turn my mic back on? And then he turned around and said, no, no, I don't want... You know. Yeah, I suppose in, if he's going to go to places, he doesn't... Yeah. Yeah. He's so telling some good stuff, aren't he? Yeah. But we'll definitely... Uh, yeah, he's got his Comic-Con, so uh, yeah. I'll put that bit in now. If you were caught in a lift, which Marvel superhero would you like to save you? Uh, it's got to be Deadpool, just yeah. because you know you're probably not going to get saved for a while. Yeah. But it's going to be funny when you do it. So, yeah, yeah Deadpool for me. <laughs> Definitely. Deadpool's my absolute favourite. Have you seen Deadpool 2 yet? I haven't seen Deadpool 2 yet, no. I'm, uh, yeah, it's been a long couple of months, so I haven't managed to get to the cinema, but apparently it's really good, so. Should we go later? <laughs> Sounds good, yeah, let's do it. I need okay. to, I need to, yeah, let's do it. For sure, yeah. I'm up for that. Okay, cool. And what's your name, by the way? Uh, my name's Aaron. Aaron? Yeah. Uh, I work for, well, I work for, I own Planet All Stars, which is a trader at um, the Bournemouth Showmasters. Oh, brilliant. Okay, well, I'll probably pop by later and actually have a look around. Yeah, come and have a look. Yeah, we've got some interesting stuff. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Are you Bournemouth-based or...? I'm not, no. I'm uh, from Sirencester, which is in the Cotswolds, slightly up north. But yeah, I come to Bournemouth as a sort of punter. And I've, I always like the Bournemouth con. So yeah, now I'm a, a shop. I thought I'd come as a trader. <laughs> Brilliant. Also, what's the best cosplay that you've seen here today? Or the wackiest, shall I say? Uh, both. Back, oh, wackiest. T- today has to be Sunday. I saw a couple of good ones yesterday. Yeah. Uh, who have I seen today? There's a cool guy dressed up as Grant from Jurassic Park. That was pretty oh, cool. Wow. A couple of cool aerials. Uh, there's a couple of uh, Hatsune Miku's. I don't know, there's some really cool ones here. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, there was a cool guy dressed as Metroid, which was just insane. And the fact that he could sit down on it impressed me even more. Yeah, so, definitely. yeah, for a guy that's worn a Stormtrooper armor and knows that sitting down is quite a key piece, yeah. he's made that really well that he got to sit down in it. So I was really impressed with that. For sure. Well, uh, thank you. And um, did you want to give a little plug for your shop? as well yeah sure so if you're ever in the Sirencester we're in the heart of the Cotswolds it's Planet All Stars we do comics collectibles sign memorabilia or goodies for children all the way up to adults brilliant right. okay well thank you for taking the time and um, enjoy your <laughs> cigarette break thanks so that will help him like promote you mm-hmm. know his business and things if yeah. you're, definitely if you're in the Midlands so yeah. that's where yeah. he is from and if he listens and he ever gets the thought yeah he can give you a shout yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was the, 
I was the girl with pretty little bunches. Yes. <laughs> and and the little badges on my <laughs> boobies. <laughs> well, I had to get attention somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we give approval for you to approach. Yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else was there really because it's yeah I mean it's strange because actually the day did quite go quite quickly yeah and I know what you mean because I'm thinking to myself what did we do <laughs> other than lark about which is great fun really yeah and I'm desperately trying to think cause... I know I went up to a guy who was dressed up as um, Sean from Shaun of the Dead and I said excuse me oh, you've yes. got red on you <laughs> Yeah, for the thirteenth time. Oh, well, he shouldn't wear the outfit then, should he? <laughs> no, he, he liked <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, no, he liked definitely. It. Oh no, it was cool. And there was a fabulous Captain America there. Yes, who, his shield he made it himself. Which yeah, was absolutely awesome. I think I got an interview with him as well. Actually, oh I yes, you did, in. didn't you? Yeah, because he was great. And then Star Lord, yes, was there as well. Yes, and he I think was they good. were friends. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they were a couple. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I was just adding that bit in. Yeah. Yeah, they it is 2018. I mean, Star-Lord and Captain America could be a couple. For all if knows. they want to be, yeah. Exactly. You do 2018, you. bitch. Have a good day so far? Yeah, had a good day. Have you had a good day so far? Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good. Yeah. And I'm here at the moment with Captain America. Are you a professional cosplayer or is this something you've put together for yourself? Um, well, I've put this outfit together myself, about 50%. Yeah. But yeah, I've only been into it about two years now. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm trying to get more into it and do more like Comic-Con stuff like that. So yeah, I'm getting into it. It looks fantastic. It's, you do look like you should be a professional one. It looks amazing. Seriously. What's the, well, I was going to say, what's the best cosplay that you've seen today? So, But it should be yourself, shouldn't it? So. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. yeah. Not selecting the others, but there's some pretty good outfits. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's super, is uh, Captain America your favourite superhero or have you got other ones that you like? Um, yeah, Captain America is definitely my favourite, but I also dress up as Spider-Man too. So, yeah, they're both pretty equal, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry, what's your name? My um, name's Darren. Darren. Hello, I'm Gemma, by the way. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have any sort of like Twitter or anything like that that you'd want to give so people can sort of follow you? Um, not at the moment. I have an Instagram page. Okay. But it's under Kate Guy, so it's pretty random. Okay. But that's my job normally, so. Okay. What is it you do normally then? I make um, custom and sculpted cakes. Oh, wow. So, yeah, a bit of a change dressing up to Captain America and doing that, but I enjoy it, so it's all yeah. good. Yeah, so you're a professional baker. Yeah, random, but yeah, Avenger Bakes. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I keep forgetting that I have to put the mic to my face when I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's contrast with the two, but yeah. But yeah, well done. I really thank like you. it, and I hope you, if there's any awards going, I hope you win. Cool, thank you so much. You're welcome, thank you. Speaking to a mum of a son who was art yes. an artist, and he has autism mm. and um, again I got into it with her so I'll, I'll play that in a minute but um keep saying in a minute you know I'm gonna play it right now <laughs> <laughs> um but he was a fantastic artist mm. and apparently he only did it like the size of like a stamp wow. he did that those detailed pictures and then they blew them up to be bigger okay so I'm here now with a mum of a very talented young boy and just looking around at his art and it's absolutely amazing so do you know how long it takes him to do like a picture or the images in front of you they're all fine art geekly reproduction so they're uniform in size but the drawings that they come from will vary. So Alien and Bane that he's drawn there, which are quite large, the originals are just slightly bigger than his business card. So they're really tiny. They took eight hours. But then other drawings, like Jack's teller there on his bike, that drawing was drawn at A4, so that was 40 hours in the making, 10 hours just in his leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's truly amazing work. Um, my mum's an artist, but I think even your son is actually better than my mum, so... <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> That's all right. 
Yes. So, uh, did you want to say? Uh, are you happy to say that you know about the autism and things? Yeah. Yeah. Christopher was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome at the age of seven. So uh, you know that was quite some time ago now. So the um, the medical profession had only just been given the tools to diagnose. So when it came to school, they didn't understand they hadn't had time to catch up so he struggled when it got to high school and at 14 we gave up sending him let him stay home and he decided he would teach himself to draw because he could be an artist do it in his bedroom where there were no people and the rest as they say is is history yeah 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 oh wow i just i just honestly i just can't get over the incredibleness of it it's seriously <laughs> sorry we look at his autism as being his superpower yeah, yeah. there's some everyday things that he still struggles to do yeah. if we go to a shop he can't have the conversation with the, yeah. with the person behind the till he'll stand behind me or my husband or my brother or his brother sorry and they carry out the transaction he he can't do that yet so self-service tills have become a godsend <laughs> yes yeah definitely <laughs> have you got a website at all that you sell stuff on yes Christopher does have a website it's cjbart.com the cjb being his initials Christopher James Baker okay fantastic thank you well thank you for taking the opportunity for speaking with me oh thank you that's all right and and is there anything else that you wanted to say or um, sorry (laughs) that's a really open question yeah no no that's okay I was thinking if you know you want to catch me on the yeah no that's fine um Christopher has a passion in life which is darts darts and the music of Michael Jackson and the Jacksons so everything he draws he draws while listening to their music they're his biggest inspiration Uh, June of last year Christopher got to meet Michael's brothers and share his drawing with them Uh, ITV News were with us when that happened so actually it's the pinned post on Christopher's Facebook page which is also CJB Art Um, his other passion is darts he loves darts so for three years he's been working with the world's number one Michael Van Kerwin so he's commissioned him to do his official portrait which was limited to 100 prints and Michael signed each and every one and that has led to him doing work also for Raymond van Barneveld, another Dutch player, and more recently a very old school player, Bobby George. Yeah. Um, the darting world have totally embraced Christopher. They, they, they adore him. They're so, so good with him. And the two biggest sponsors in the world now, being Red Dragon Darts and Winmore, have just taken Christopher under their wing to do their top players which will be then released as limited edition prints so he's got a lovely project underway which is why he's not here today he's busy drawing peter wright okay fantastic (laughs) shame i didn't get to meet him but you know i understand as well so but that must have been quite a big deal for him to actually meet his idols as well gosh huge huge it was lovely in one sense but quite sad in others because when he did meet Michael's brothers it was the 8th anniversary to the day of Michael passing so it it was a strange day in that sense Um, but where Christopher had drawn them all as young people because it was to celebrate their 50th year they took the drawing out of the frame and they all signed above their head and of course the one in the middle was Michael and was left empty so that was a bit strange yeah but when the darts come to Cardiff they always make sure he's there so he can he can watch the sport he loves yes and it's lovely because the time that he's around the players because sometimes he's gone back to the hotel other times when it's been an exhibition he's been in the players lounge and they make him feel part of the team they interact with him so so well it's but they're teaching him the life skills that he needs to learn and yeah. they don't realise it but he's learning from them and it's yeah. Yeah, it's lovely oh brilliant oh well thank you again well I bought those three pictures from that guy do you remember Batman oh yes my set of three they were awesome so I got Batman yes. the Penguin and Catwoman Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman and they are just yeah. awesome and I love them and I've got them yeah. ready to be put up on a wall yeah the guy that I insulted and I turned around to him and I said oh god I turned around to him and I said you've got as much talent as I've got in my little finger and I went and I was supposed to be he's yeah the other way round yeah the other way round I was like oh Jesus hilarious yeah and then I was just like trying to dig myself out of the hole and it was just getting worse and worse and worse (laughs) I was like Girl, yeah. <laughs> you're great. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and like popular demand of what I've just said. <laughs> yeah.
but yeah. That was good. No, that was very good. And um, I was just trying to think what was about there. And uh, it's really hard with that one, like you say, because it, it was a quieter one than usual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dinosaur was one of the oh, biggest. Oh, stop on one knee. Yeah. You were so cute. Yes. It was really... Shame you can't put like a... Well, I've got a video so I can put that up oh, on. Oh, perfect. I've already posted say. it, but I'll post it again. So. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, because he was so cute. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I like the bit, actually, when I watched the video, where I think at one stage you went, oh, isn't it funny how we know he's not real, but we... Yeah. Like, and you. you got me in the background going, he is real. He is real. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> and I was like... No, no, he's I like, like a stubborn child in the back, but he is. He is. <laughs> he is real. <laughs> I want them on. Take them home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I actually had. Uh, yeah, I actually spoke to that guy as well. The guy who actually did the car in the. Ah, yeah. yeah. So renovated, yeah. I think. Was he than... single? I don't know. I didn't uh, find out. Oh, but yeah. You could get together and have a baby triceratops. Oh. Have, couldn't you? We could. Yeah, oh. we could get married, mm. have triceratops. Yeah. Triceratops. Let's say that again. Who <laughs> <laughs> posted it? It sounds like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, oh, you know, yeah. I didn't even look at his finger to see if he was married or I not. Didn't. Oh, I'm not a very good wing woman, am I? No. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> oh, there's this cheeky guy that was there. That was um, he was selling his son's comic or something it was called moon boy or moon something yeah i remember i don't remember a great deal about him but i do know who you mean yeah i know he was like proper had the gift of the gab sort of thing he was like proper cheeky so and they were quite awesome staff as well because uh there was rod gilbert yes not the real one but no but he sounded like him didn't he he did did sound like robert gilbert uh if you close your eyes you could think it was rob gilbert yeah they were very nice saw them quite a few times because i went out for cigarettes and then you came with me and yeah. then we came back in <laughs> oh, yeah. at one stage we're like we're not just doing this loop going in out the door back in the door <laughs> Oh, they had E.T. there as well by the toilets, didn't they? They E.T. Uh, by the toilets. <laughs> as E.T. hangs out. <laughs> Rocking out by the loo. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, and they had a Walking Dead. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that one was from... Was it from the... I won't say the mayor, but it wasn't. You know the guy I mean? I can't yeah. remember his name. But was that his lounge? Because didn't he yes. keep heads in bottles and things, didn't he? Was yeah. that where he kept his daughter locked in the yes. cupboard or locked in the thing? I can't I remember. So. Yeah, it was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Now you said mayor, all I can think of is mayor, but I know what you oh, mean. It's... it's not, though, is it? I can't even remember his name. I can see his face and it's yep. just escaped me his name. By the way, one of the famous lounges from uh, Walking Dead. So, you recently went to London. I've got a quick question while we're on here, didn't you? Did you go to London Comic Con in the end? No, it's not been yet. Oh, the MCM. Oh, yes. Sorry, uh, yeah, I did yeah, go to that one. Sorry, yeah. MCM. Did you meet anyone from Arrested Development? No, there was no... You couldn't get anywhere near anybody. Could you not? No. Oh, I really would love to meet them, especially Job. Yeah, no, literally, the queues were just mental. Oh, were they? couldn't get anywhere near them. I shook the hand of uh, Batman's voice... uh, Kevin Conroy. That's the one. Yeah, well done done for remembering that. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Yay! (laughs) So... How could we not forget, you know, we're Batman lovers. How can you forget? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question, actually. DC or Marvel for you? Oh, for me? Oh. I know. I knew it would be a tricky one. It is, because I love Batman. (coughs) So I'd have to, if I went that way, I'd have to say DC, because I absolutely love Batman. I always have since I was a little girl. Problem is, Marvel, the Marvel Universe, film-wise, is just awesome, and it's great, and it's... Yes. Really, you know, you can't, that has got to, I mean, universe-wise, that's got to be the best film. You can't knock it. DC isn't really doing much for that. They, they're, they, they're creating tripe at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I had a really good conversation, actually, with someone a little while back who was saying, you know, it'd be great, really, if DC concentrated, rather than trying to catch up film-wise with Marvel, if they concentrated more on what they do best, you know, the series that, you know... 
yes. things like that that they they do well rather than trying to catch up to the Marvel world, which is obviously really well done and great. Yeah. But I mean, for the, for the fact of Batman, it's always going to be DC, I suppose. Yeah, but they're um, I suppose they're always in the shadow of Marvel anyway, aren't yeah. they? Because as soon as DC brings anything out, Marvel's literally creeping they're up just behind, not aren't they? Quite there, are they? No. So I've got a treat for you. Oh, yummy! Where is it? No, you, you <laughs> when, will like this when treat. When someone says treat, it's got to be food. <laughs> no, you, you will appreciate this treat a lot more than food. So I'm going to play it for you now. Right, ready? Is it David Mitchell on a stick? No. Right. Would you be able to do one tiny little thing extra? What was that? My friend Nicola, who will be listening to this episode, she absolutely loves you. Would it be possible for you to just say something, you know, just a quick little... I don't know. Hi, Nicola, or whatever. Yeah, I, 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 sorry, I forgot to say, hi, Nicola, this is Mass again. Make sure you listen to the entire podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, I love that. How did you get close to that man? I shook his hand too. It was this one. Do you want to touch no. it? <laughs> it's a little early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, is, it basically had no queue at um, Birmingham at one point. I mean, he had a queue all day. I was going to say, did nobody... So in no. Birmingham, he's not very popular. In London, you can't get near him. Yeah. But no, it was... He'd literally just come back to the table. So I managed wow. to get there just in time. And uh, yeah. Did you interview him? him? Um, that was all I got. But Aww. still, it was very good. I love him. Is he as nice yeah. in real life? Yeah. Did he have a wedding ring? <laughs> I didn't see it again, unfortunately. But You're not a great wing woman for Matt <laughs> Nicholson either. I am dating, yes. So I was going to say that. But then you've probably got five that you have a list. Everybody's got a list, haven't they? They, they have. meet these people yeah. that they're exempt, and you know, yeah. Mads Mickelson, he's not on the five, but I could put him on there if he was. I bump one off. Come on. <laughs> as the, as they say, or blow one off. <laughs> So I, I went up to him and asked him as well. He was he was lovely. He so. was so nice. Yeah. My favourite, I mean, obviously I've seen him in quite a few different things, but I think for me it's still got to be Le Chiffre from um, Bond, Casino yeah. Royale. Oh. Although he was great in Doctor Strange as well. So. Yeah. I've not seen that. I feel Have you terrible. Not? Oh, you must watch. I, I love Doctor Strange. Yeah. That was great, actually. Yeah, that was probably... Well, I, well, I, I know some people didn't... It was, you know, some people didn't, but I thought it was great. Yeah. Oh. That's good. Yes, I'll have to watch. check it out. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I like see to... Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what he, you know. What he does. <laughs> what he did to my hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did nothing to my hand. He just hung. He just hung it. He just uh, shook it. <laughs> oh, Jim. So. And hello, Jim's hand. Yes. <laughs> hello. Hey, <laughs> not pretty lady. <laughs> Okay, we've got to that point we're silly now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no drink involved or anything. No, not this time. Good luck following this, James. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you enjoy all the past episodes and the future episodes as well. You know what I'm like. And follow me on Twitter at CodswalletPod, C-O-D-S-W-A-L-L-O-P and then P-O-D. If you're a listener via iTunes, you know, feel free to just pop across and give a little five star rating and maybe a few comments if you're interested. If you don't want to do the comments and you just want to give me a five star rating, that's fine. Okay, the reason why I'm doing a little outro here is because I wanted to say a big thank you to a friend of mine, Chuck Staten, who is in a band called Senior Discount. You may recognise the name if you're a Tell Em Steve Dave listener, or in fact a listener of the Talking Codswallop as well, because he was on episode 7. The episode was called Chuck Staten, aka Briefcase Wanker, and yeah, depending on which place you look at it, it's either starred out with the wanker but it is there. (laughs) I wanted to give him and his band Senior Discount a massive shout out because the intro that now I use for this podcast is actually the intro to one of their songs. The song is called Smile and I just absolutely love this song and I think it's a fantastic fit for my podcast. So I hope you all think the same. 
I'm about to play the full song so that you can actually hear it all in in its glory, basically. And also just wanted to say places, you know, like look them up. Go if you're into the punk rock scene, you know, um they kind of venture into a bit of ska, rock and roll, you know, it's pop punk, I think, at one point, you know, it's all different sort of things around that genre. So if that's an interest to you, where I got their music from was iTunes because I've got an iPhone, but I'm sure that they are on other places. Have a look for them and maybe download a tune or two or maybe the whole album because they've got quite a few albums. So give them a shot. Why not? Eh? <laughs> Thanks for listening again. And I hope that you are still enjoying the podcast and I look forward to hearing from you, hopefully. Okay. Bye. Never gonna be again.
was like, I was like, 